Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Samantha Rochefort and I'm here with Christina Warren, Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable. How are you doing today, Christina? I'm a little drunk. Thanks for being honest with us. Uh, I was going to lie. I was going to be like, you guys, hi, I'm fine. I'm so good. Everything is amazing. And I could talk just like this, which is actually my sister's voice. Um, She's a little more Southern than I am, but I could totally talk like this. This is how I would sound if I were a cheerleader. And if I were super bubbly and super excited all the time. But no, actually, um, I'm a little intoxicated. And of course, this is our first live show as well. Well, so. here's, the, here, here's the problem. I started drinking at 5 o'clock this afternoon, and it is now 9.32. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've had a good week. Um, evidently. We will talk about uh, evidently indeed. No, I have to go to Washington, D.C. tomorrow. On a bus. On a bus. On a bus. Yes. A bus. We will talk about this more later on, but no, I mean, I'm preparing myself for that. I'm preparing myself for the bus trip. You have to be, be strong, I have strong and intoxicated. The, I, I have some questions about the bus. So, yes. does Mashable have their own bus? No. <laughs> they send you on like a pink bus <laughs> that they dispatch you on? If for, only. For no, these? I'm taking yeah. the Bolt bus, which okay. apparently okay. is like a owned by Greyhound, but not Greyhound. Okay. There's Wi-Fi, but apparently it sucks. So I'm having to take a rent a Wi-Fi unit from, or, or MiFi unit from Mashable. Um, I will be leaving at two o'clock in the afternoon and arriving sometime around six o'clock. And terrible. even though they, well, it's not too bad, but they claim the seats are nice, but then they're, uh, all the reviews are like, no, they're really not. Um, <laughs> I thought that I was going to be taking the Acela train. Which would be about three hours. So it wouldn't be much shorter, but it would be the train, which is nicer. And the Wi-Fi is better. And I would at least have like a quiet car and be cool. Um, Sadly, and and this is where like I'm the biggest jackass in the world for even complaining. There was, no, there there was a terrible um, train crash, uh, an off-roaded accident off of Amtrak um, going from actually from New York, from Washington, D.C. to New York City on Tuesday night. And it crashed and at least seven people have died, which is absolutely terrible as a result they've canceled basically all the northeast corridor trains that is horrible going that route it is absolutely terrible and and no i mean honestly like if the worst thing i can complain about is i have to take a bus i mean you know i'm a jackass for complaining about that but i am a jackass and i'm going to complain about the fact that i have to take a, a, a bus i mean i'm so fortunate that i'm not going to be you know like uh, that i'm alive obviously yeah right, right um right, right. no but i mean I'm, I'm going to be speaking mashable has this thing um that we're doing with the un foundation called the digital beltway and it's basically a conference where we're talking to digital leaders in washington dc about digital good uh excuse me social good and and various topics and i will be interviewing the cto of the rnc the republican the Republican National Committee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will also be interviewing uh, Megan Smith, who is the CTO of the White House. Nice. So um, I'm going to be doing that on, on, on Friday. And I leave tomorrow afternoon. And uh, I will be on a bus for four hours. Can you read um, on the bus? Or do you just have to stare out the window? No, I can read on the bus. I will have a, a MiFi. Um, I'm going to have music. I will have my, my You'll Taylor be okay. Swift You'll me, have the, the pleasures of modern 
modern I, life I will have living. a few things see, with me. See, this is what I was thinking about this. Yeah. Because, like, I was thinking about this all week. Because I'm like... You've been thinking about Christina know, on the bus. Well, on the bus. They she has, because week. she's making fun of me. She's week, like, oh my God, I, Christina's going to be on the bus. I want yeah. justice for Christina. And I think since you were Christina fracking Warren... I, I think that Mashable I hope she's not fracking. Send, right. It's bad well, for the earth. I, I think that Mashable... I'm, I'm trying to keep it G-rated, Simone. I'm trying to keep it G-rated. I think Mashable okay. should dispatch, like, um, an intern to go with you to give you the first class experience. I would agree. On the bus, you know? Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I will... There, at the very least, I will be on the bus with our science editor, Andrew Friedman. Andrew is famous because he coined the term polar vortex. Ooh. He actually invented that term. I, he didn't invent it. It was actually technically invented, I think, in like the 20s or 30s. But he brought it into popular usage. And so Andrew will be on the bus. I will be on the bus. I will have my iPad. I will have my phone. I will have my Apple Watch. Okay. <laughs> we, we won't cry for you then. Um, well, here's the, you can cry for me because it's probably going to be very cramped, very smelly and very ridiculous. I will have, and this is what's very exciting. I will have Taylor Swift's entire collection of music at my fingertips and I will be able to listen to her when things get bad as they will. (laughs) I will tell you what, you told us what the seat on this bus costs. And I just want to say, (laughs) I'm willing to buy the seat next to you. Just to leave it empty. So you can leave like your Wi Fi <laughs> unit there if you won't. Like, that will be my gift to Mashable for all the wonderful entertainment they've given me. There was this episode yes. of The Simpsons called The City of New York versus Homer Simpson, season nine, episode two. And oh my God, Christina. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> One of the last episodes done by Josh Weinstein and Bill Oakley, uh, my, my two favorite showrunners of The Simpsons. And it oh, is um, God. when Homer. Barney gets drunk um, after the the rest of the guys have had a, a fun night out and Barney has not been able to partake and he takes their car and loses it in New York and Homer gets oh my gosh um like 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 a parking ticket your your car has been parked illegally at One World Trade Center and he has to go back and get it and they look at bus tickets from Springfield to New York and Bart's like oh it's only five dollars from the Super Saver I'll 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 buy these and then he's like. This bus ride took this bus ride took too long. I had to travel to it. We had to transfer to Atlanta twice. And Lisa's like, I just wish you would have, you know, spent the extra dollar for the bat for a bus with bathrooms. Um, but but it makes so much sense that like they would have to transfer to Atlanta twice. I'm from Atlanta, and if you you know Atlanta, you know that we're like the transfer yep. hub of the world. Yeah. Uh, but they, no, it, it makes so much sense. So this is what this is reminding me of. It's. $15 for me to get from New York City to Washington, D.C. <laughs> Keep in so, mind, you guys, what the gas would cost. Um, horrendous. The Amtrak one way is like $250, $300. Um, a round oh, trip yeah. was like, a, a round trip was close to 400 but that was on the Acela, but which was still worth it. Um, a plane ticket was like 500 bucks. A bus ride, $15. Unbelievable. I, I would buy that plane ticket, I have to say. Um, I, I would buy yeah, mash, Mashable's like, yeah. yeah, we're not. We could spend fifteen, or we could spend fifty, or we could spend five hundred. Like, 
I'd probably end up I on the bus. Where they're coming from. I mean, I'm the person who took a Greyhound across Texas, so I can't talk, but. <sighs> That's right, you did. Oh, God. That's oh, God. right, you Guys, did. <laughs> I have a story. I have a story about the last time I was on the bus. Do you, Brianna Wu, <laughs> head of development at Giant Space husband Cat? begged me not See, to tell not, the story. That was a good segue, Simone. I'm going to tell it to you anyway. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, do you want to introduce me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just did. Brianna Wu, head okay. of development at Giant Space Cat. How are you doing? Tell me about this bus story. Okay, guys. So I was sitting there. I was like, gosh, have I ever been on a bus? And I'm like paging <laughs> through all my memories. And I realized the last time I was on a bus, I was on a teenager <gasps> and my church organized a trip for us all to go to D.C. <laughs> to to go on the National Mall and to um, like write cards where we, we pledged. <gasps> We would be saving ourselves until we were married. (laughs) So that's the last time I was on a bus. When I went up there, the story gets better. No, I lost my virginity three weeks later. How many teenagers had sex on that bus? That was a horribly free to say. How many many people had sex on the bus? I had a desperate crush on to the point of not being able to function. Uh, like totally made out with this girl on the bus. Oh no! On the oh way no! To go do that and got banned from any further church trips with us. Did they? So, did they? What? What's the word when they kick you out of the church? I don't excommunication. Excommunicate? Do they excommunicate him? Well, I think that's Catholics. You know, doesn't I, matter. I'm a and Presbyterian, Mormons. so I I don't know if we excommunicate people. Maybe we do. Maybe you it should. Never came up in Sunday school. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Every single high school trip like that, there's always like one couple that either gets awkwardly close or awkwardly breaks up in the middle of the trip. It's right, somebody right. gets pregnant, somebody breaks up. It's, it's, yeah. it's the rule. That's it. Right. That's it. It's Ugh. a bus. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're, <laughs> you're going to get pregnant. You're, you're going to break up. It's, right. it's one of those it things. It was before yeah. the smartphone existed. There was no other alternative. <laughs> That's true. We had Game Boys. We Nowadays, Game Boys. teenagers sext great. and stay safe. That's <laughs> No, they don't say safe. They, they, they sex That's got to be the title. That's yeah, it is. <laughs> Nowadays, they sex and stay safe. Exactly. That is the, that is the title. That's so good. Oh, All right. Let's, safe sexting, let's everyone. Let's get into it. All let's right. And, 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 and yeah. who are you? Introduce oh, yourself. I, I'm Simone de Rochefort. God, I'm a, the host of this podcast and a video producer at Pixelkin.org. And I have ridden, I avoid buses as if they were the plague because I hate them. God. Now, did did you ever get pregnant or break up on a bus? <laughs> At least five times. <laughs> yeah, that I can remember. Who knows? It, it could have been. Could have been more. Could have been more. Our estimates, high estimates, are in the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten oh. pregnant on a bus. But you've broken up a lot of times. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We've got it. Well, I mean, we've got it. I, someone Heart like me breaker. has to just brushing people off left and right. God. Right. Right. Life is hard. Imagine if you had an Apple Watch. I mean, you know. If I had an Apple Watch, I could just, I don't know, automatically, like, send breakup messages to all the people that... You could. You'd be yeah. like, Siri, break up with that guy. And it would just I'm going to send you a message right now, Bri. I'm going to send you a message that says, I break up with you. No, I, I'm actually not, because I don't think I can. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right, let's get all to right. the first topic. First topic. To first topic. 
So are we talking, are we actually talking about the watch, uh, the Overcast app for the Apple let's, Watch? Let's talk about Overcast first. Like, yeah. This is a really cool story. Yeah. So, um, Brie, this was kind of your thing because you were talking about designing things for the watch. So, um, Marco, scroll up. Marco. Marco Armit. Marco Armit. Yes. Uh, the was esteemed, a- awesome Marco Armit. Yes. Instapaper slash Tumblr's Marco Armit, who God. now does Overcast yeah. and is um, also one of the co hosts of the Accidental Tech Podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Who wrote this incredible piece about adapting the. Uh, overcast app from the iPhone to the Apple Watch and it just it goes so into detail about like what worked for him and then what didn't work for him and ultimately like what designers have to think about when they're designing for the apps for the Apple Watch and Bree did you kind of want to tackle this one or yeah yeah um, I'll take the lead on this I think there's there's actually a lot to unpack on this Um, Mm -hmm. you know universally reviews for the apple watch have commented about how slow it is right um and it is it's like every single time you launch an app it it like gives you this it goes to this black and white screen and you have some dots and it's it's loading it right and you know what marco found out is initially when they released uh watch kit you know you could go there and write uh an app for apple watch with the simulator Uh, Mm -hmm. But people didn't actually have Apple Watches in the wild. So Marco had something ready for launch day. Um, And while it worked, it was functional. He was using a lot of the same paradigms that he was using for his iOS app, um, you know, Overcast. Which, by the way, I just have to say, this is an extremely good podcast app. It's a great Uh, podcast app. You really should consider using it. Um, It's, with all respect to the Apple team, it's miles better than their native podcast client, which isn't saying much, but <laughs> it's still very, very good. Um, but what he found is, um, you know, he kind of had a, uh, a three-tier hierarchy um, with his original Overcast app. And what he found is every single time that um, you're kind of going back and forth with the page view uh, on the Apple Watch, it kind of has to go through this round trip of like communicating to the phone and speeding, like spooling all the information with your watch because all the processing for an app is not really done on mm-hmm. Apple Watch. It's done on your phone. And sometimes generally. it would just plain stop, right? It does. Just... It does. It's kind of buggy. Um, I have to say, like, I, I think the Apple Watch is a good product, but, um, you know, it's very 1.0. It's the mm-hmm. most 1.0 very. thing Apple's <laughs> ever released. Uh, so, oh, well, since the, uh, since the original iPhone, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I would agree with the that. The original iPhone was pretty 1.0, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No copy-paste, you know, no apps. Um, no, buggy, no slow, background messaging, buggy, slow. slow. No, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it was amazing because it was the difference I would say is that the Apple watch is not the first smartwatch that does these things. You know, we've had Pebble, we've had Android Wear, which granted aren't maybe as good mm-hmm. and don't look as good, but do the same sorts of motifs. Whereas mm-hmm. the iPhone was such a brand new motif that we would maybe give it a little more slack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I, I think. It's it's a whole question of like you know battery power and trade offs and you know how much of the the processing is done natively. But anyway, like, the bottom line is it was laggy. It, it was not up to Marco's very very high standards. Um, so those of us that work at Relay uh, do shows on Relay, we actually got to sit there and watch Marco as he was like redesigning this app. And you know something I take a lot of pride in with my professional skills is I care a lot about interface work. Um, if you play Rev60, the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that you can hand that game to a new 
to anyone and they can figure out how to play it. You know, that didn't happen serendipitously. That happened by like doing interface iterations a lot and, you know, really emphasizing everything was self-discoverable. Uh, and that's why it was really cool watching Marco kind of, you know, adapt and, and change his watch app and basically do it from the beginning. So, you know, I'll let everybody there read the piece. You should definitely do it if you care about right, interface. Sorry. It is. Yeah. It is. It's really interesting. Um, but I think it really, I think it's interesting for several reasons. Um, I think the takeaway to anyone that develops for Apple Watch here is bringing in like normal interface paradigms for iPhone is simply going to result in something that's buggy and a right. fail yeah. on on Apple Watch. Um, it's it's just not going to work. If anyone out there is kind of programmed with with iPhone before, something it's really good at is kind of giving you different sheets and like letting you go back and forth with buttons and. It's it's actually it's kind of intuitive, especially with the the new changes that kind of auto adapt for you know different phone sizes. Um, but that's not something that's going to work here. And he found himself right. really having yeah. to limit it to one page and having like podcasts that are come up to auto load on it. So I think that's really important. Um, the other takeaway that I really got from this piece, and I'll let you guys chime in, is you know WatchKit is very limited. Yes. I'm not just mm -hmm. hearing that from Marco. I'm hearing that from everyone that's designing games for it. Um, and I have to tell you, like, I'm working on my Mac World, um, I'm sorry, my Mac Life piece this month. And I've played a lot of games on here. And they are universally very buggy, very slow, and pretty much all suck. I even downloaded mm -hmm. the Tamaguchi app. Recommended. <laughs> Christina, it's not very good. Um, no, it's not. It's, yeah. it's, it's huge. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's, it's nostalgic. It's nostalgic, but no, it's not a good app. No, it's right. not. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that there's a lot of takeaway from this. And, you know, if you're a yeah. serious uh, designer, I, I definitely think you should go read it. I do want to say one more really quick thing. Yeah, I'll go let for you it. guys chime in. Um, my one, I, I have two problems with Marco's um, design with it. Um, the first thing is like, um, it assumes that you kind of understand the force touch paradigm because like mm -hmm. when you, you boot it up, you have to use force force touch to kind of get to that, that lower view there and get to the, you know, basically choose the podcast that you're going to do. Once you know it, it's fantastic. It's a perfect paradigm and it's great and easy to use. Um, I would say for me, since I think self-discovery is a really big, um, that's something I personally prioritize a lot. Um, I, I think that that would confuse many people, but I think the kind of people that are going to listen <laughs> to Marco and use Overcast and kind of buy an Apple Watch in this 1.0 stage can figure it out. So yeah. I, I think that's a fine trade-off. The other thing, I was actually talking to him before the show, and um, I was curious why uh, the new Overcast Watch app doesn't control volume. Right. Um, which is one of my favorite things um, about the, the music app on Apple Watch. I mm -hmm. actually use it quite a bit. And he was telling me how WatchKit actually gives you very little um, control over the the crown. Oh. So interestingly, it will let you do it from glances. But um, live in the app, he said he was kind of more limited to being able to scroll up and down the page. So That is really you know, interesting. Isn't that interesting? That is. So, yeah. So um, is that something anyway, that's I'll, probably going to yeah, change as they kind of, as they push that out to I think more there's a lot that needs you to change. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could see them doing that, though. I honestly could. I could yeah. see them making those sorts of changes as, 
you know, maybe not by by WWDC, but I think that after they've had a chance to talk to people and certainly before the next version of iOS comes out, Mm -hmm. I expect to see a bunch of changes to WatchKit just because they will actually see what developers are needing from it. Um, the biggest thing I took from Marco's article, which, which as you said, Brie, I th- think was great, was just how different the experience is developing against the emulator and mm-hmm. against like the, the SDK and Xcode versus actually having the physical device in your hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we run into this all the time with Unreal. Every time Apple launches a new set of devices, um, you know, something, as, as I'm like developing a game, you don't compile to phone every single time you make a change. Often you just open it up in the simulator, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you quickly get used to like your lighting not working or certain events not working. Um, your materials frequently will compile differently on your CPU versus your actual phone uh, because there's hardware tricks in it and stuff, uh, particularly with metal, I might say. But, um, you know, it's something you kind of get used to. Like the the simulator will give you an approximation, but it's never going to be a real world experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a software developer, it's it honestly wastes a lot of time. It's <laughs> like, you know, compiling an IPA to your device and deploying. Um, I probably wasted probably a year of my life at this point God. doing that just waiting for the computer so it makes it yeah i'm even yeah. more impressed knowing that that um double fine released broken age for ipad because that yeah. seems like a huge undertaking i the thing i took away from this that i thought was the most interesting is that he 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 says in the end that his version of the app for the apple watch is a little it's it's hard he admits it's hard to use and then it's polarizing much like the watch might be for new users but that was kind of it it felt like it belonged in that sense and i i'm kind of i'm 50 50 on this because i think that it is it's interesting that to fit on the apple watch it had to have that that learning curve he mentions it had a learning curve um it had to be a little difficult to get used to but i also you know like you said, Brie, it is hard for me to come to terms with the idea that it could be, um, I guess, inaccessible for some users, beginning users. Yeah. That makes me kind of sad. But at the same time, like it's it's interesting that this could be, I guess, the beginning of us learning a new paradigm for interacting with technology, that this could push us to, I don't know, to... to I uh, get used to more complicated technology and begin to interact with it more naturally. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. I think I think like getting that force touch to be a gesture you assume the yeah. user knows. Yeah, I exactly. Think that's really important. Can I tell Forcing you people a, into a using really, force yeah. touch, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I want to tell you guys a really quick story yeah. about you know developing our own game Rev sixty. I to this day get three or four or five emails a week from someone that has bought Rev60, they bought a new iOS device, and they're upset that it's telling them it's going to charge them um, to like restore the full game when they re-download the game. Um, you know, I went back and forth with my engineer on this, my lead engineer, because obviously we would rather this be very simple for the users. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, you know, I'm not going to get into UDK and the, the limits of the IAP system. Like, we found ourselves very limited in what we could do because of the choices Apple had made, Apple and Epic working together, as far as the frameworks they used with the the in-app purchase tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were really 
bound by their choices where we wanted to do the right thing for our users. We wanted to make it simple. I mean, you can play Rev60 and see how much we cared about making it simple yeah. for people. But Apple made it impossible. And, you know, that's not to blast Apple because this is a 1.0 product. But I, I wish that people would have some empathy for programmers because very often you are constrained by these choices yeah. that are literally out of your control. And I right, see a yeah. lot of that with what Marco is talking about. You here. have to make a choice I mean, between sure, making right. it slow but familiar and right. fast and responsive versus a little more complicated. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I don't think either of those uh, conclusions is wrong. I think he, he chose something that is pushing app design forward, as yeah. it were. Yeah. 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 No, I think he made the right decision for him and for his app. Yeah. My question would be, you know, I mean, and, and, and I, I mentioned this, I've kind of mentioned this in weeks past. Um, do we think that Apple, I mean, they've done a, a good job with their commercials right now. They've been kind of esoteric, kind of showing like the <laughs> purpose of the watch and the emotional connection. But if we think back to the original iPhone, those ads were very much instructive, showing how to use pinch to zoom, showing how to use the camera, showing how to use the web browser. Maybe we need to see ads that show things like force touch yeah. and mm. show different aspects on the watch I agree. and are instructive in that way that people will then pick it up and know, oh, I need to press down on this. It'll feel like a button. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 No, I love that. I love that idea. You know, it's it's so weird. I was at the Genius Bar the other day, and uh, this one they replaced my entire Mac practically. And you're watching like the video loop that they have set up there to teach you how to use the Apple Watch. And I'm watching it. And it's like to do this, just swipe up, press down, hold this four seconds, like you know. Right. And, you're like, and everybody's getting you're confused, like, right? I'm watching yeah. it, and I'm like, Apple you failed like, <laughs> like this is not good but a force touch is simple it it's is intuitive and if they can train the users yeah. about that i think it will right. help a lot of these problems no yeah. i mean I, I agree completely i mean what i found using the apple watch is that it is in no way as intuitive as the original iphone was the original iphone even if you didn't watch those ads there are certain paradigms i mean we saw this with, with children obviously being able to pick up the iphone and the ipad and and use it and use it well and, and understand how to use it and i'm not saying that they need to recreate that paradigm because that's obviously different um but i think that they could use their advertising the same way they did with the iphone to show off some of those features show off turning the digital crown show off pressing down on the screen, show off some of the other functionality um, that might enable app developers to rely on the fact that people know those paradigms versus the current experience, which is people are expecting people to come in knowing the traditional app paradigm of, of touching and, mm -hmm. and kind of scrolling um, and that slow versus these are the gestures and these are the sorts of things we're doing and the glanceability aspects we're doing and this is how it works on a watch. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think that's the challenge they have, right? Is that this is yeah. their first totally new product they've had since 2007 and it is not the same in any, you know, shape or form as the interface from the iPhone and and that that's the difference. I think that's something really important that you've said just now, which is that you know it is Apple's job to teach people how to use the watch and the watch's functionality. It's the app maker's job to make whatever app works best for their product and for the watch itself. So I hope that they step up their game. <laughs> <laughs>
you know what that's a great segue into is our first ad read of the evening, which is Hover. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Hover, which is, of course, the best way to buy and manage domain names. Uh, We've talked about them before. It makes buying a domain name really, really easy. You don't have to go through thousands and thousands of screens and look at all these add-ons and high prices. It's easy. It's hassle-free. You can look up all the TLDs that you are interested in and get suggestions for them. And you can see all the prices right there. I looked up, actually, this is great. So I'll I'll skip ahead to the keyword part. The keyword today is anime because Hover loves me. So I looked up anime. Anime Anime.com, not available. However, there are tons of excellent anime dot domain names uh some of which i scroll down to the sports and hobbies section anime dot bike is available <laughs> for 24 dollars and 60 cents i uh i finished bicycle anime of course a few months ago and i i hated it but no i loved it actually it, it's my, my i was gonna say of course you did that's yeah. like one of your passions you know me you anime dot fishing. I do know you. fishing anime is also wonderful um i don't have there's an anime dot yoga available i don't i haven't Weird. found a yoga anime but it's available anime.cooking there is a cooking anime that's airing <laughs> right now cooking. yeah so what uh, anime.sports anime.sports <sighs> let me actually let me see let me see if that's available there are tons of choices i could spend probably a really long time just scrolling through them and trying to pick out the best ones but basically uh you should totally check out hover if you're looking to get a domain and get it easily because you know when you have a website that you really want to launch you don't want to go through this horrid process of trying to buy your domain names you want it to be done so that you can get it out there and not have anyone else take it um hover has .com domain names available starting at 12.99 which is great um and they include who is privacy for free um, as with all of their domains. So, yeah. And you got, you did, you guys have used Hover before, right? I remember I, I we talked about this, this before. Week. I used it this week. Nice. So, yeah. Um, like, you guys, you guys saw this. Um, and I wanted to mention this anyway. So, I opened up my own Daring Fireball linkless site. Uh, yeah, I love did. it. I know. It's called cosmodrome.org. Um, and, you know, what it is, is I wanted to basically, I wanted to do, basically daring fireball but with um you know to emphasize women's voices and mm-hmm. yeah i just know so many women in media that are doing some of the best work out there and i just want a place to kind of link their stories you know so it's not it's not just about women's stories mm-hmm. it's about everything so what i wanted to do was i originally wanted to get cosmodrome.pro mm-hmm. um and i went through hover and signed up for it. i actually found out pro is like a limited list so they will actually if you're using if i went like giantspacecat.pro they would actually want to go through and like figure out like my my software engineering degrees oh, and wow. licenses i might have which really surprised me um so i just decided to go with org but um you know i thought like the vast array of domain names i had to pick from mm-hmm. was so vast with hover it was very easy to use and it was very competitively priced with um everyone else out there so yeah. um i think it's great and you know there's another major um person <laughs> 
major corporation out there that does kind of the same work. And yeah, I can tell them like going forward, I expect to use Hover expressly from now on. That is And very the reason cool. is I don't feel like they try to upsell me or trick me or put my private information out there if I don't pay more. Um, it's just, it seems a lot easier. So, All right. That's cool. Yeah. 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 And, and I've been with them at, um, I guess for, for Film Girl at NYC, which I've asked on the show before for people's suggestions. And I've had a few good suggestions, one like movie review sites run, like other suggestions. But if you've got ideas for what I should use filmgirl.nyc4, send them uh, <laughs> to me on Twitter. I'm film underscore girl. That is my hover domain. And I will create a site with it. All right. You should, awesome. you should use it to live tweet your bus trip. Oh my god! Uh, you know what? I might. That would actually be really funny. But I think I'm gonna periscope that actually. Oh my god! That is going I to be gonna ex- yes. That. Yeah, I'm gonna periscope that for sure. So what, what's the hashtag? Right. Christina bus. Uh, Christina bus. Yeah. bus. Christina bus or CMAC bus. One of those. Yes. yes. All right. Hashtag Love Christina it. bus. And uh, if you go to hover and use the show code anime uh, which you should totally do you can get 10% off your first purchase um, so please support Rocket if you're buying domain names from Hover show code anime because you love me so yeah thank you so much Hover for sponsoring this episode thank you Hover Christina Bus <laughs> Christina <laughs> Bus hashtag Christina Bus actually and someone should buy us ChristinaBus.com to like put no I'm kidding but, but I, no if somebody wants to that would be hilarious that would be yeah, they freaking should amazing they should the pink bus from the like <laughs> they should the, from the you know the the election over in the UK and they should just drop that off at your apartment and that should be your personal bus I agree completely. Yeah. ChristinaBus.biz. ChristinaBus.biz. Oh, my God. That would be so good. I saw saw one of those articles yesterday that was like, these moving images will tell you everything that's wrong with smartphones today. And it was not, you know, actual images of people being wounded by smartphones. It was freaking comics. Uh, And one of which was like two people sitting on a bench and one person is looking at a bird that's singing and the other person is looking at Twitter that's tweeting. I laughed about this for probably a straight hour at this idea that yeah you know i'm missing out on the real birds tweeting because I'm, I'm listening to the digital birds on the bird machine the twitters like what how wow. out of touch do you have to be that's what i do on twitter i don't actually communicate with people i communicate with birds the like birds you guys are just birds right in another world i'm like a bird i want to fly away anyway oh my god christina party bus dot com christina party bus oh my god oh my god somebody buy it for me (laughs) okay we're done with this uh anyway i I think wait wait wait. (laughs) i have to say this so christina i think like the same way an admiral transfers his flagship to whatever ship he's on i think in the same way whatever bus you are on becomes the christina party bus automatically i agree that is the law of the sea yeah yeah it is it is so you should tell them when you get on the bus this is the Christina party bus now. Salute Christina Warren. This yeah. is why Andrew Friedman is so excited about being on the bus with me. And this is why some of our people already in D.C. are like, damn, that sounds like a fun bus. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It, it does. Because <laughs> I'm going to make it a freaking party bus. You're going to make it. You're going to make it awesome. I Alternately, am. we could go for Christina bus dot church. Ha! Sacred Praise. bus. All right. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and Brie, um, while we're talking about Apple Watch, you just got a oh, new yeah. one, right? What, talk about this. 
Oh, me? Me? Yeah. I saw it down? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, like a lot of people, um, I made my purchasing decision of my watch based on of specifically photos from iMore, you know, um, because I work out a lot. Uh, I usually work out between 800 and 1,000 calories a day, so nice. I love to work out. <laughs> um, Clearly. I, yeah, I, I need to take you. I need to start doing that because I'm gained a ton of weight this year. So I need oh, to work out more. Gamergate will make you gain weight too. <laughs> I have to say, um, but it's it's how I get out my stress, right? Um, so, you know, I I got the sports watch originally because I was really concerned with the weight of it, right? Um, like when you run, I was thinking of like the heavier watches I owned. Um, but what I found is um, I found out I, I had two events. That, that made me kind of unsatisfied with the sports watch that I was doing. The first mm -hmm. is um, I went to New York for the day to shoot that thing for Reuters. And, um, you know, it's like professional hair, professional makeup. And here I am like wearing this watch with like a, a cheap plastic white band. You know, it's not like mm. working with my outfit or anything. Uh, the second thing is like I had um, a documentary crew that was following me around for most of last week. And, you know, like they have shots of me like taking apart technology with like micro precision screwdrivers and, st and stuff. And then it's like, again, I've got this, you know, the truth is like I'm on media it a lot. It just doesn't work for and, you. It just, it didn't, it felt cheap. And mm -hmm. I wanted to be proud of, of the, yeah. the jewelry that I was wearing, essentially. So, you know, my Milanese loop came, which um, I loved. It's it's yeah, a nearly, it's a, great band. it's a nearly perfect band. Um, my one quibble with it would be if you take a shower and get wet or you, mm. you like go for a run, it's kind of sweaty afterwards. It, like, stays, <laughs> yeah, it stays gross underneath it. So that's the one problem with it, but it's great for micro adjustments and things like that. Like yeah. you can really get it the way that you want. Um, so in pictures, I saw an eye more like Milanese with the sport didn't look so bad. I'm like, well, it's just kind of a tone difference. But the thing a picture mm -hmm. can't capture is um, the refractive qualities of how it looks in real life <laughs> as it's moving yeah and it just there's a big disconnect in the way it looks it looks bad it looks really really bad um yeah i'm looking at pictures right now and it looks fine it so, looks fine yeah. in pictures but it's the the difference like do you know when you're seeing stainless steel this is actually it's the refractive like i could go into maya right now and like simulate this material and show you the refractive qualities <laughs> you have to set that makes like aluminum different than steel yeah and yeah, it just, it doesn't look good in real life. So what I did was um, I just wrote something on Craigslist. And I'm like, look, I will pay the difference in these two watches and I will throw in $25. And wow. um, I met a, a high school student that was happy to do that. And um, he actually, this is the day he went and got his from UPS. And um, yeah, my husband went and met with him and, and swapped it out. Um, I have to say... Um, the difference in quality with the sport and the stainless steel is vast. Yes. It is it I is agree. a drastic 
quality difference. I didn't know that only the steel had the um, sapphire cover to it. Yes. And um, actually, the high school student I sold it to, like, pointed out that in the, the week <laughs> I'd had it, I had managed to put, like, a, a pretty decent scratch in the, the front of it. Wow. Which wow. which really surprised me. Um he was still fine with it. Okay. But um I sorry, I'm just I'm angry that there's a high school student out there who got a stainless steel Apple Watch before I did. Right, right, right. <laughs> I guess well, that's what that happens it, when you have rich parents. Yeah, well I, yeah, I don't know anything about his background. But um <laughs> the, well, the build quality is better, it feels better, it is much heavier. Uh-huh. And I have to say, like, ideally, if money were no object, um, I kind of would prefer to have two of these, like one wow. or more for working out. I'm not going to do that because it would just be ridiculous. That would be excessive. <laughs> it, w- it would be a little, but it is a big difference when you're working out. And this is not the most comfortable watch to run with. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, if I have to trade between something that's going to be comfortable when I'm running and something that's going to look nice with professional outfits, you know, I'll suck it up. <laughs> and what do you, so, yeah. so you definitely use the watch when you're running to count oh, it's time? Oh, Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, did, so talk to calories. me about the like sport capabilities of the watch. <laughs> it's it's the best workout gadget I've ever owned. Um, I think the, the calorie measuring uh, like metrics on it are bad, I have mm, to say. Yeah. Like some reviews have said they're good. They're not. Um, you know, it consistently goes a little low. Um, Hmm. I have to say, like, I have worked out obsessively for more than a decade. And, yeah, I I feel like I know how much, like, caloric, like, I can tell you what the caloric differences are between, like, how a Cybex treadmill like measures oh, calories a free four and a life fitness so <laughs> you know like i can tell you like this is consistently measuring low um with that but it's still a really good gadget if you want right. to get in shape this is a really good thing and i have to say like since it started bothering me to stand up several times a day i've noticed i feel better overall so oh, I, I just okay. i think it's really awesome anyway i'm babbling so. no no that's totally something that i yeah I'll I'll get in that mode where I'm like I'm so focused on what I need to do and I know I'm not doing my best work but I want to finish it and yeah. and somehow it just does not occur to me to be like no Simone just go take a walk around the office like go walk to the store and like take a breath of air <laughs> no you must stay sitting I need technology to order me around is what I'm saying it's or- useful I, I have to say I enjoy being told mm-hmm. Christina stand up and walk around now because. <laughs> I wish that I could work out a thousand calories a day, um, but I don't. I will by the end of the summer. Um, I will have my bikini body back. Um, Anybody's I've bikini gained, body, Christina? I, I have gained so much weight this year; it's ridiculous. Um, I will lose it all, and then some. But no, I. I, I some think of that really is that your stainless steel Apple Watch. So, <laughs> uh, some of it is. Some of it is. No, but but the, I, I'm glad to hear kind of your perspective, be Bree, because. I got the stainless steel from the beginning because I knew that I, I or I was, I anticipated that, that I would be bothered by the difference between the finish of the stainless steel um, watch and the, um, or if I got the aluminum sport watch and the modern buckle, which I'm planning on getting as soon as it ships. Um, I, I figured that it would be awkward to look at. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt the same way about the Milanese loop. I was like, you know what? It's just, it's not going to look right. So yeah. hearing from you that, that no, it doesn't look right. It, it looks makes terrible. Me feel, yeah. It makes me feel better about spending $700 on a watch. I, I think, you know, it's, 
Look, can we just have an honest conversation, Christina? Like most yes. guys in our industry can roll into any event in you know jeans and a t shirt, and that's fine for them. But no, you we, know, but we can't. We we have to we're look different. Evaluated under absolutely. different, yeah, different. We absolutely are. That's and crappy. I actually, right, well, true. it is and it's not. I mean, you know, it, it it is what it is. And and frankly, I would hope that if I were a man, I would still be expected to look dapper and right. look if i if i had it put together i would still look <laughs> dapper and, and like you'd be don draper you'd be don draper dapper i would i you would would, I, I would be don draper i would be metrosexual to the max i oh. would like look like i would be a freaking hot dude but but <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm i'm a hot chick um but no i mean but it is you're right you're right brie like yeah. we are held to a slightly different standard and we need to have things match and ex, you know like accessorize in a different way than men can. Yeah. And yeah. so a, a dude might be able to get away with a sport watch with the Millennials loop. Although even then, I bet it would look weird. And we might not like think less of him, but we like, dude, you have no taste. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but with a woman, we'll be like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, a total it's bumper standard. It, well, it's like, I, oh, I, mean, I, would, I would judge a woman. A country bumpkin. She I, doesn't I, have of course I would. Of course I would. I would, yeah. I would judge a man too, but I would, I would totally judge a woman. I'd be like, girl, please. You cannot well, even get those medals to match. What are you even trying to <laughs> Jesus Christ! A long time to understand this, but like your fashion choices, like the the function of fashion is to make you feel comfortable, right? Yeah. It's to mm-hmm. that that is the definition of what it's supposed to do, but it it also kind of reflects who you are, and it it kind of signals it 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 signals how other people should treat you. Um, when I first got into software engineering, I actually learned, yeah, I was coming there from working in politics at like, you know, the DC level. I actually had to learn to dress down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in this industry because it got people to treat me more seriously. So um, I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's, I think it's fun to think through these problems, to be honest. I think it's fun but, to think yeah. through them. I also think that the function of fashion is not entirely to be comfortable it it's at the moment it it is currently it upholds this white supremacist idea of what a productive worker looks like yeah. that being said i love fashion i hate business casual with a passion i want to burn it all i want to do is wear mini skirts <laughs> and cute tights that is my life <laughs> so um, so you want to go back to like where, when my mom was starting the workforce in 1970 and she was that was her, her she looked like Mary Charlie Moore and basically true story <laughs> but i also want people to have the choice i want women to be able to yes. wear whatever the hell they yes. want no, no true story though for my mom to get the her first job after she graduated from college she had to go to a male only headhunter Oh my Ooh. god! They used to have both men and women headhunters, and all the the female headhunters sent her for secretarial jobs. And she was like, "I have a degree in journalism. I'm not. I don't want to be a secretary." And so she had to go to a male only headhunter, and he didn't really know what to do with her, or how to respond. So we sent her, you know, for the same work that he would send um, a man for. And she got her job because she was the first female editor they ever hired at the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, and she wow. got the job because she scored the wow. highest on the editing test. That is amazing. Um, yeah. Her. But but my mom, who doesn't consider herself a feminist, weirdly, this is, again, back to the age and kind of the, the language that we mm-hmm. use. My mom, very much a feminist in a lot of ways. 
she um in a lot of some regards is more patriarchal and 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 will you know kind of demure to my father and and those sorts of things and go to those roles but when push came to shove when she was a 21 year old um (laughs) college student college graduate you know she went to a male only headhunter and was the first female they ever hired at the bank and you know score the highest in the editing test because she didn't want to be a secretary Mm mm-hmm Badass. Um, but, right? Is that kind of cool? Totally. That's really, really cool of her. Oh, my God. <sighs> and that's, I think that's the kind of story that we don't hear from, I guess. I agree. I agree. The, the way that we talk about the, the ancient times. Exactly. But but at the same time, like, this is what my mom is sort of a paradox because, you know, and she, I think she more than respects, like, my, my choices as a female kind of, you know, like, more empowered woman and more of a feminist and whatnot. But, like... She and my dad got married. She married in 1972, and, and they um, got married in, in 72, and she had my sister in 76. And after she had my sister, or even actually, after she got pregnant, actually, she retired and, and stayed home for 14 years yeah. and then went back to graduate school when I was in um, kindergarten Wow! And, and got her master's and the PhD. And so she was a stay-at-home mom for 14 years until my dad's business wasn't doing well and she needed to step up and be the breadwinner. Wow. Um, so she's like, but so she's definitely in a lot of respects been the more like traditional, like stepping aside female role. She would, I, as I said, she wouldn't feel comfortable calling herself a feminist, Ooh, even mm-hmm. though she definitely is. Um, but she, when push came to shove, she was like, no, I'm going I'm to fight for my position and, and, and be who I am. So it's, it's a weird paradox yeah, in those sorts great. of things. Yeah. Which, as, uh, to your point, Simone, I think we need to hear more of those things because yeah. we often hear only like one part of it. Yeah. Where like you can either be the, the, the ultra feminist or you're the ultra like, you know, uh, you know, uh, being you know the the more patriarchal you know woman or Um, also that like there were no women around in those positions like there were always people who like made an not an exception but like who really really fought for that and like were pioneers in that even though it it was difficult and even though it was unusual Absolutely. I mean, I mean, um, there was a, it was a secretary actually at, at the bank who a woman who was about her mother's age who became like a second mother to her who wow. gave her advice on the typing test and said, "Be very careful with the editing test." Um, oh. and, and and said something to her and, and that gave my mom a sign to knew to, to be careful with and to look at certain things. Wow. And that was how she knew to be careful with the editing, and that's how she oh. scored the highest. And they probably wouldn't have hired you know a twenty one, twenty two year old you know, straight out of college, um, let alone a female to be their editor, but she scored so highly on the test that they were like, well, we don't really know what to do. That's so a great we'll test you. with like women looking out for other women. Yeah, no, absolutely. And a Grace yeah. who, who sadly, you know, she's now passed away, but she was oh. for my mom's entire life, you know, until she like, like I said, she was like a second mother to her. I grew up going to her apartment and, 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 and knowing her and, wow. and, and, you know, treating her like a grandmother figure because she literally was my mom's mentor. Um, really because she cool. looked out for her that way, you know, which I think is amazing. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I want to say one more thing. We're stuck. Okay, we go for on. it. <laughs> uh, Simone, the same way you feel about business casual, I feel Burn about it. Hillary Clinton's pantsuits. <laughs> and I would rather yes. die than ever have to dress like that. It is. Can I tell you, like, uh, I had, um, I had coffee with, um, I had coffee with, um, you know, uh, uh, with, uh, Catherine Clark here in, you know, she's a House of Representatives, um, person who's mm-hmm. been helping me do Gamer Day. Yeah, I show up at her office and she is dressed in the most 
gorgeous, awesome, like pink color block dress. And I'm like, that is how you dress. <laughs> that is how you, cause like she looked professional and put together and, and very commanding. Um, I hate pantsuits and I would just, <laughs> I, agree with you. I would like, I can't even imagine you wearing that, Christina. I cannot even imagine no. you in that Hillary well, Clinton. Are you kidding me? I would suit. never wear that. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Starters, I would, never, I would never wear pants. I mean, I would wear a Chanel, maybe mini skirt suit. Yeah. But However, no, I would never wear one of her pantsuits. Never. <laughs> maybe Hillary is comfortable in her pantsuit. Uh, look, no, I would agree with that. She's rocking it. No, she's she rocking it. You know she what? rocks it. And look, Hillary actually can pull it off. And and I have to say this. Her fashion has gotten so much better <laughs> over the last yeah. few years. <laughs> like, it was so terrible when she was a first lady. And then it got better when she was a senator. And then it actually got pretty good when she was secretary of state. And it's, it's still fairly good now. You know, like, she's gotten good, like, fashion people. But it's funny because I look back at, at photos of Hillary when she was a Goldwater girl yeah. in the 60s. She was actually, like, a, she was one of, like, a, a girl for, for Barry Goldwater, who was a Republican, like, for his campaign wow. and like she was adorable yeah. um i wish she would kind of go back to that look but i also understand i guess maybe she's older and she's like oh i don't know how i feel about wearing these things but no i'm yeah. with you brie yeah. like the pantsuit does drive me crazy yeah absolutely absolutely abolish the uh, idea that we need to wear pantsuits or yes. any kind of suit seriously i i don't know why it's, it's well hence you if you remember guys during the um obama like 2008 it was like barack obama is your new bicycle and hillary is mom's jeans those yeah. were like the two memes yeah. and like you oh could go to like hillary is mom's jeans.com oh my god and it was like one of those sites and it was so funny um i actually created a uh, a parody of that called walt mossberg says.com <laughs> Um, which is no longer up, but it would have then have various like like quotes apparently you know supposedly from Walt Mossberg meant in love. Uh, <laughs> the website I worked for at the time TUAW did not write it up. They did not think it was funny. Gizmodo and Engadget, however, did think it was funny and wrote it up, which was funny story. This episode of Rocket is also brought to you by Igloo, which is an intranet that you will actually not despise. Uh, Woo! I, I hate my internet, so I would love Igloo. No, it looks actually super, it just looks sleek and modern, which... It does. Yeah. Uh, Igloo provides internet that doesn't, you don't have to install it, you don't have to deal with all the crap that is surrounding, like, these ancient internet things from the 90s that, you know, people despise and IT people despise and anyone who has to... Yeah, people who have to share documents despise, but Igloo makes it easy. Um, it works on it works across devices, and you can actually like make comments on documents from email on your phone, from email on your computer. It just all kind of synchronizes, and it looks super easy and smooth. So basically, it is an excellent way to upgrade your office communication, um, and it can be customized to match your brand's look. And it's not hard to do amazing now, you know we 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 long have struggled with this issue at gsx um you know specifically like i've not yet found a really good kanban board mm-hmm. but we've we've long tried to find something that's really good so i would i would love like just anything that would be an internet product that could like like have an online kanban board like mm-hmm. a shared calendar and all that kind of stuff like when we're when you're developing software we end up sending like different iterations of everything all day long <laughs> like <sighs> my downloads figure downloads uh folder gets huge so i yeah. don't know i'm definitely going to install this like the cloud-based product sounds perfect heck yeah no i mean 
I mean, like, especially if you're with once a company is, is getting, you know, bigger, mm-hmm. it's okay when you start with a, a small number of people. But as you start to get bigger and have more documents, you know, you really want an internet solution. And they're they're complicated to set up. Like, you can set up your own server, or you can use SharePoint, or you can mm-hmm. use th- these other things. But what looks great about Igloo, and I have to admit I haven't used it, but, but I've, you know, I've looked into it before, and it looks really good, is that it makes it super simple. And like you said, mm-hmm. there are these mobile apps, and it's cross-platform. And that's a big benefit, especially yeah, if sure. you're just trying to ramp up what you're wanting to do, because that's often one of the hardest things to do with with the the small business is like find a way to share files, find a way to collaborate. You think it's super simple, but it's actually a lot more complex than it, you would think. It gets complicated really fast. I mean, we discovered that even in our very small company. So, and you can actually sign up for Igloo and try it for free with up to 10 people for as long as you want. So nice. if you're questioning that... Do please check it out at igloosoftware.com slash rocket. And yeah, let us know what you think. And I we should totally try it out. We should we, we should, should start our we should, we should try it for Rocket. Rocket I like intranet. It. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. we can share selfies. It's true. <gasps> oh my god. We can Amazing. do that. We could everything. Everything. I want to know if you guys or we could just take your... pictures of our Apple Watch and then yeah. send it to Simone. And then that would be very inconsiderate. Sound. That would be amazing. Yeah. We are gonna. Yeah. By the way, we are buying Simone an Apple Watch. We are. Um, we are. I'm in like, for like I've already said, it's, it's happening. I'm, it's I'm not happening. sure when Simone might be at the end of the summer. I really don't know. I have to look at my finances. <laughs> Bri has to look at hers. But we are getting you one because we, we love you and you need happen. to have one. Guys are amazing. We're gonna make well, we love you. We have we to want send you to have our one. heartbeat. You no, uh, so yeah, thank you so much for Igloo for su- to Igloo for supporting this episode of Rocket. So okay, oh, they wait, released wait. the trailer we for the gem this, movie. I have to foreshadow this. Okay, there yeah. will be a special surprise regarding this topic for all of us here by the end of it. Everyone here is getting a present. What? So, yeah. What? So let's get into it. Okay, let's go right. really fast through it so I can get the present. Uh, they released the trailer for the, the gem movie. Uh, it appears a lot of people have hit the nail on the head. It looks like Hannah Montana, but with No, it doesn't. Gem it looks like Josie and the Pussycats is uh, what it looks you like. Know? But without Tara Reid and without the song Three Small World Words, which is amazing. Three Small Words. Words. Uh, uh, well, it's been a few years. Okay, yeah, exactly. well, people of our generation might think it looks like Josie and the Pussycats. People of I'm a, a younger, of not queen. the demographic that's listening to this podcast. No, they're not. They have no idea who we are. So really, this is all about people who are me and Bree's age and yep. remember it from the 80s or Simone's age and remember it because of her older sisters, Bree and Christina. Um, yeah. And so this is very incestuous. we're disappointed. Yeah, I I was expecting like way more like big hair, big colors, and it, Showtime it kinda... synergy. We did get that at least. Yes. So let's back up. But it was while she was crying. We, we did. We 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 discussed one of the first episodes of Rocket, the 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 TV show Jim and the Holograms, and the fact that it was being remade Yay. as a comic and as a movie, and we're very excited. The movie trailer it's coming out in December. The director is John Chu, who directed Step It Up 3D and the Justin Bieber movie Never Say Never. Disclosure, I interviewed him when he did the Justin Bieber movie. I had to do some sort of tiny chat with him. It was very bizarre. Mm-hmm. He was a nice enough guy. Um, but this this, uh, this was like six years ago. And he did, you know, some of the Step It Up movies. Um, so he's worked with Channing Tatum, which means he's been one he, step closer yes. to that hotness than yes. any of us. And uh, we would all love to work with Channing Tatum, uh, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, when is Channing I mean, Tatum <laughs> going to be a guest on this show? Wait, wait, wait. I can't let you devolve just go past Channing Tatum without mentioning no. quickly 
that Jupiter Ascending came out last <gasps> week. Yes, it and did. It is Worst so unbelievably perfect. <sighs> And it is the biggest it's girl awful. porn movie I've ever such, yes, seen in my entire life. I've got to watch it. Every a moment movie. Channing Tatum is on that screen, like my heart is melting, even though he's basically a dog and skates on That's the futuristic roller skates. That's what girls want. That's true. I've Obedient men with wings and wolf genetics. <laughs> they got wings uh. at the end. Spoilers. Christ. No, he's so hot. He's so hot. It's a terrible movie, but it's no. It's so good. Yeah. It's perfect. Sorry. It's so terrible. Sorry. I'm sorry, Wachowski's, but it's terrible. But no, it's, it's great. uh It's great. It's terrible, but yet it's great. And, and look, and, do and we Mia really Phineas need more totally good movies? Oh, I think yeah. we need more movies uh, but, for but, me. But, we, we do. But 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 getting back to subpar movies or subpar yes. looking oh, movies, true. Oh, that oh, are not no. Sadly, no. So we're all excited about this. We talked about how amazing the comics are. The fact that the Kimber is going to be, you know, like 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 gay and like they've got like like the you know bi characters. Like it's awesome, right? Yeah. Like totally LGBTQ and like amazing. Um, this is not that movie. No. Yeah, it looks very Disney Channel. Is yeah, this this movie is as as you said, kind of Hannah Montana, which in Hannah Montana, in fairness, was kind of a ripoff of 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 Jim and the Holograms, you know, where yeah. it's a, a a normal person by day, you know, rock star by night. Uh, but this actually looks even less Hannah Montana and more just straight up Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, which uh, was a movie that came out in two thousand one, starring Tara Reid, Rachel Lee Cook, and Rosario Dawson. It killed uh, Tara Reid's career. Actually, killed all of their careers. Let's be honest; it killed all Aww. of their careers. Rosario Dawson has rebounded the most, but no, it killed all of their careers. It was supposed to be a big hit. It came out uh, Mother's Day two thousand one, if I recall correctly, and it was the lowest grossing movie like of that type that ever came out of Mother's Day, oh like God. which is already not a good weekend to come out on. But it would, it, yeah. It, did terribly at the box office. I mean, it was a flop, flop, flop. And everybody was expecting it to do well. And it flopped hard. My uh, my best friend in high school, Andrew, his cousin is Paolo Costanzo, who was in the movie and played like the record executive guy. <laughs> he was also in the TV show Joey. Um, Paolo, mean, needless to say, has, has had a mixed record of success on, mm-hmm. on the screen. He was also in the movie Road Trip. But anyway, um, but this looks... Like an identical thing with that, except without, you know, Seth Green, Breckenmeyer, and Donald Faison um, as the boy band du jour. Um, uh, which, you know, I, I've recently been reliving Josie and the Pussycats on Twitter and, and kind of reliving how great that was. But watching the trailer for this, I just kept thinking, there's no Tara Reed, There's no three small no. words. Why am I here? Yeah. What, what thoughts? I, I I don't mean to dominate the conversation. You guys go. No. What are your thoughts? No, no, no. It's, it's just, pretty much word for word. <laughs> it's like yeah. I I'm it, the, the so the basically what they change is that she's not the one who's making her alternate persona. It's a record company who's kind of right molding her in the image that she, she needs to be to be a teen it's sensation. It's no Eric Raymond. It's Erica Raymond. Yeah, played by Juliette Lewis. Who yes, great. I loved. She's like the one part that seemed fun. Yeah. Which again, to go back to Josie and the Pussycats is very reminiscent of Parker Posey who was like the one really fun part of that oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's so similar. Love yeah. That, by the way. And like that I, yes, I really enjoyed Josie and the Pussycats. I don't think that that's a bad story to tell but why change right. this really like interesting like, story you that had I have great not story. seen It's like they times. didn't even read the source material. Why didn't like they, they read did. the source <laughs> material? Why <laughs> didn't they read the source material? I this has completely. nothing to do with the source material. Yeah it's just no, exactly. it's sticking why the name on like Teen, teen and drama 
I mean, and, but they had they had the character names. They have Rio, and they have you know you know. There was one moment where she goes Showtime synergy and like seems to be touching her earrings, and that's exciting. But like that's the one callback to the to the TV show. Yeah, yeah, and, which is so disappointing. Also, Molly Ringwald, what the hell? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to be like that, but like, what no, the hell? No, who no. cares? I'm right there with you. It, it, I, if it was Ali Sheedy, I'd be down. I'd be like, hell yeah, because Ali Sheedy was cool. But Molly Ringwald, frankly, like, I'm sorry, like you, you, you turned out Pretty Woman and Ghost. I don't care about you anymore. Oh, That's the reason that like ouch. no one knows who you are is your fault. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Ali ouch. Sheedy at least continued to act in movies. Molly Ringwald, the fact that you have no career, that is your fault. You turned down Pretty Woman and ghost sorry <laughs> well i think that, like juliette lewis i mean i, I love her I, I feel like she i hope she's the misfits like, yes i oh, really yes. hope that she i, I agree ends up on stage and she's pizzazz yes. that's my hope for this movie. we are the misfits our songs are better but, uh, we are the misfits the misfits it, and we're it, gonna it, get her it. get her well um yeah. No, I mean, but 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 the whole thing. I mean, it just kind of looks like a cross between glitter and um, just seeing the Pussycats and Hannah Montana and like the typical like age old like girl like gets yeah. into a band and like finds success and then has to like give up her friends. You know what it looks There's, like? Oh, I'll tell on. you exactly what it looks like. You no, know, here's what it looks like. You guys, yeah. I got it. The Saved by the Bell episode where Zach has the daydream about the Zach attack becoming famous, where Casey Kasem is talking about the Zach attack, and he has the agent um, who makes him look like Madonna and wants him to go on to be in a solo act, and he <laughs> leaves his friends after doing friends forever, and then he ends up deciding to go back and, and, and make it with them at the very end, and then he wakes up from his daydream, and, and the whole, like, Zach attack journey has been, you know, um, a, a fantasy. This is what it seems like. So that was a 30-minute episode. a thousand times. It has been, but, and that was sold in 22 minutes 22 in 1991 on nbc saturday morning starring marpa gosler um a fun story about that episode uh, <laughs> uh elizabeth berkeley was supposed to be in that episode she was not in that episode she was not in the subsequent episode which was the one that took place in uh, i believe uh, the, the the shopping mall um mm-hmm. when they were trying to get um u2 tickets and that's because story while she life. was running down the stairs in that episode at the beginning sequence, she ended up somehow breaking oh, no. or like spraining her ankle or something. Oh. And so she missed two episodes of the show. Um, I know that fact because I know more about Save the Bell than I do about actual science, which we've learned from the, the pre-show of this where I, where I showed what little I know about actual science. But I know more about Save the Bell, the TV show, 902.0 Melrose Place, and most assorted television than I do about actual science. Fair so, enough. Anyway, that's, that, 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 that's yeah. Christina's education for this episode. I just think okay. there's a huge yeah. difference between a story about a girl like – managing like her her secret exciting life almost as like a superhero of you know a a girl band member and the story of a girl like confronting her identity and am i jam or am i jerica or what are my friends gonna do or are we like all in this together being superheroes and like deceiving people not deceiving people meanly but like but, right, but, but having two identities and there's also a difference between like my father died and left me his record company and i have to fight to protect it against his evil like this guy who had who was trying to take over this this, this eric raymond character and i've got to create this hit act to make sure that he's st- that, that his legacy stays in business versus i live with my aunt and her and my sister and you know her two you know foster daughters and now um my sister uploaded a video to youtube and, and i became famous and now yeah. this record company's interested in 
me. Like there, the, the the table stakes are way lower. Yeah. yeah. When it's that versus like my my like 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 Jericho like you know records or whatever like my 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 father's you know business and 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 the Starlight House that that I have for orphans like this whole thing is on the line if I don't come through like it's a very different sort of sort of oh thing. Oh my God! Did didn't you say he did the Justin Bieber movie? Yes, he did. Isn't this just what happened to Justin Bieber? Wasn't he a YouTube star before he became? He was. Uh, he was. Although, you know, in, in, in this, you're, you're dead on. Um, the irony there, of course, is is that they, and I know this for a fact because I know Scooter and, 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 and you know, Justin's kind of manager and whatnot. Um, they saw him. They thought he was talented. And then they made the YouTube videos. They made sure to make them look lo-fi and low-rent oh. so that he would gain popularity by seeming like legit but like as soon as usher saw him usher was like oh white boy is gonna make me some money <laughs> nice so let's put him in some bad lighting and like some lo-fi things and upload the stuff to youtube and like let's make this kid famous and and he did um but but you're right it buys into the exact same myth of justin bieber who the myth of justin bieber is that he was famous from youtube the reality yeah. is that some okay. people saw him saw he was talented and then realized let's create this mythos of well it's kind of like the lana del rey crafting. Thing too yeah. where like uh completely yes yeah. where she yes you're, you're you're dead on although i love her yeah um, oh i adore so her no yeah um so polygon had a really great piece by uh Susanna polo who you know founded the mary sue yeah, uh, yeah. she's now the entertainment editor over at polygon and you know she was asking like what if everything out there uh, rebooted itself the way that Jem did, like <laughs> taking away all the science fiction trappings. So, um, I have some questions for you. Okay, so you need to name this movie. Uh, so the idea here is like they've taken away all the science fiction trappings. So, the first year away at college is a chance for one young man to discover himself. Is that Transformers or is it Speed Racer? <laughs> Christina's gonna have to do this because I took this uh, quiz I earlier. Uh, I'm going to say that Speed Racer. Nope, it's Transformers. Transformers, okay. Transformers. okay. But that's the idea behind it, right? Like, it is. It's just no, like taking everything that's cool out of the story. No, 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 yeah. right. So, for some reason, so... I thought that he was still in high school in Transformers, but no, you're right. Okay, right, makes right, sense. Right. All right, all right. All right, tell so something more. I, I just, you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah, I do, I am, completely. I am not Can't, happy about this. Yes. Do you have any other parts of the quiz you can read to me so I can <laughs> do I try the second question? Christina, this isn't a guessing game. I, I, I feel like Christina wants to show off her. I, no, I just, I'm, I'm, okay. I got something wrong and I'm, I'm curious now. An old man maintains a lighthouse and his only companion is a shaggy dog. Is that Sesame Street or Fraggle Rock? <laughs> that's Fraggle Rock. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, you know, that's, it's basically like, this isn't just a superfluous thing, like the synergy and hologram thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like this is a core part of the story and what makes it fun. Um, and yeah, the whole so, tone of it rests on that well, conceit. Let me ask, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. So everybody likes Elsa. Uh, you know, when I was at Disney World this year, I saw so many girls dressed up as Elsa. I don't even know the other girl's name. Like, and the reason is like, Elsa can, I, I know her name, but it's like <laughs> I have to reach deeper in my mind to find it. It's like Elsa is a cool person. Like she has like ice mm -hmm. bolts that shoot out of her hand, yeah. right? And that's, it's just innately cool. So, like, if you take that away from Jem, it's, like, that's taking true. away the coolness. So, but so, something that did not have its coolness taken away. Do you guys want to get to this? Yeah. So, 
I sent out a tweet today that said, like, basically, hey, if you don't like um, this uh, particular trailer about Gem Holograms, um, you know there's this great IDW comment that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, and it, it went reasonably viral. So Kelly Thompson, who is one of the writers on Gem and the Holograms, she actually sent all of us, <gasps> not just copies of Gem 1 and 2, but we're actually going to be able to see Gem 3. <gasps> And I am pasting that for the comic into our chat oh right my now. God! And ah! I have to tell you, I went through and I read this. And I I really mean this. Like this is what the gem movie should be. It oh is so, so true agreement. to it. The emotional arc of the story of the character is very true. They nail the aesthetic, they nail the fun of synergy. They make they bring it into like 2015 and it's it is a great it's a great story it's well drawn it feels true like do you know do you guys know the difference when you are you're reading something and you can just tell that there were a lot of women involved in writing it because it rings yeah. true do you know what i'm talking about like Completely. like yeah. that is what this comic is and yeah, like I'm gonna go see Gem and the Holograms, but I have to say, like Gem and the Holograms, the comic book is where my heart is, and Agreed. I I love seeing so many talented people producing this book. So it's it's just wonderful. All right, so that's that's what we want to encourage people to do is seek out this comic, and then I'm so excited. <sighs> I, I'm excited. Like Kelly thank Thompson. Thank you so much. Oh my yeah, god, thank you, I'm Kelly Thompson. So amazing. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. You guys, I'm like looking at this now. This is Is it beautiful? Is oh, it it's beautiful? It's so beautiful. I'm so I'm gonna be on my way home tonight. I'm gonna be reading this on my iPad. I'm read so it on the bus. read it on the bus. Yeah. I'm Thanks. gonna read it on the bus tomorrow. No, actually sure. that's what I'm gonna do. Screw working from from the bus tomorrow. Yeah. I'm gonna be reading Jim and the Holograms. Yeah. All right. And on that note, I, we should probably wrap it up so that we can go read this we comic. Should. We, should. we uh, should. Yeah. What are you working on this week, Bree? Ah, uh, what am I working on? Give me a second to think. Um, <laughs> could go so to- my my assistant <laughs> had a baby last week. It finally came. It finally happened. Fe- Yay! Congratulations. What's, what's her is, name? We uh, want to congratulate her. I she actually asked me not to use her name. Okay. Uh, well, congratulations. Yeah. Her, yeah. her yeah. pseudonym pseudonym is Natalie because she's right. scared G- of Gamergate bothering her. Which, by the way, like Gamergate is pretty effed up, and a woman can't even like give her name working to me without feeling safe because there's so much harassment, but that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she had a baby, which is great. I'm happy. She's having some, like we gave her paid maternity leave, all of that. Nice. My life is a wreck right now because of it. So, um, I will be digging myself out of email because her job is hard. R.I.P. And I have to do it. So, yeah, also working with law enforcement. Uh, I was right. doxxed last night, and yeah. I had um, my phone number released on the prestigious 8chan. <laughs> so um, I had people threatening to call, calling me and threatening to kill me all last night and this morning. So, yeah. Thank yeah, you for that, yeah, Gamergate. This awesome. I got to change my number. Screw you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am very angry. Yeah, I'm always I'm yeah. like Bruce Banner <laughs> at this point. So Ugh. tell me something. I wish Screw I was people. on a bus. That would be so much better. Like I wish you could drive for the bus into their I homes. Could, oh my god, the Christina party bus. I'll drive. Yeah, I'll dr- I, I, I don't want you to come under any fire. I'll drive the bus into the homes. Of okay, the you drive gators. the bus. I'll be drunk on the bus and then Fair poisoning enough. their drinks, and then we will we will party as we take them down. All right, should that. do that. I won't yeah. be drunk because I'll be driving. 
directly. Well, no, I know. I, I was going to say, of course you wouldn't be drunk. I'm saying I would be drunk yes. and I'd be poisoning them. Obviously, you would be sober. I'm right. just saying I would not be driving. I'm trying to like – That's good. Like, That's good. Iterate that. Yeah, All no, right. No, exactly. Christina is not drunk driving. Christina, what are you no, working on this week? And, and now here's the irony in this. I'm now completely sober for this episode um, <sighs> as we're ending it. Um, Disappointing. So I'm sorry for any of the slurring that happened earlier. That was uh, that was the result of four hours of drinking before the podcast. Um, <laughs> Remember and the I'm part where you propositioned me? Um, yeah, but <laughs> I do that when I'm sober. You were sober yeah. for that. I, 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 I know you were. I'm sober and, and I love you, so who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so I'm actually going to Mashable is having a we, – we are doing a, a conference this week with the, the UN Foundation um, called Digital Beltway, which is a social good kind of conference summit on Friday. And I will be interviewing the CTO of the Republican National Committee and also um, Megan Smith, the CTO of the White House. And so I'm going to be doing that this weekend. And on Sunday, as we record this, I will be a judge at the – comedy hack day which is a very cool hackathon which basically has app developers come in and build funny apps and so it's me and and neil dash and michael ian black and another judge whose name i cannot remember and and to her i apologize um it'll be at the new school on uh may 17th if anybody wants to come it's ten dollars baritone um will be the mc and it'll be really cool if if you're in new york come see it so i'm gonna be doing that this weekend i'll be basically speaking a lot and, and and judging people's uh apps um i really like how the comedy hack day people put me i'm the judge that is not afraid to call you out on your vaporware uh which Uh, i appreciate yay that is awesome awesome yeah and i will be going well okay a i'll be going to the u2 concert in vancouver on friday you're going to see u2 yeah heck yeah i am so excited Wow. Why are you are you derisive or happy for me, Bree? So I am married choice. to the world's biggest YouTube fan. And are I you? Think of YouTube I didn't know you were married my, to me. My dad listens to, <laughs> and <laughs> I just it's so old. I have had a crush <laughs> so on Bono irony, since I was fourteen years old. Wow! So wow. Uh, let me ask you this, Simone. When's yeah. the last time you listened to a YouTube song and you said, "Wow, that's a fresh." A fresh new sound <laughs> for me too. Um, and, okay. and if you say when, and if you ha- if you say when they all showed up on my iPhone, then we know you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually one time I, it was my alarm, and I could not get it to stop playing, and it just started playing randomly in my pocket. I didn't even touch my phone, and I was like, "Why is he? Why is Bono taking over my phone?" But um, <laughs> you know what? U two is very nostalgic for me. I started listening to them when I was in middle school. They are like my go to feel good band i love their music uh i've been to like three or four of their concerts and usually usually we get there at 5 a.m like we line up at four or five in the morning and we are in the ga um but this time because we are not u2.com members we didn't get into the pre-sale so we have to be in the actual seats disgusting with all the you know casuals the filthy casual u2 fans (laughs) um (laughs) that exists you know um yeah, I really ah, soft spot, soft spot for you too. But in uh, actual gaming news, I'll be going to the Power of Play conference in Bellevue on Saturday and um, filming their indie game jam, and I'm really excited about. Or actually, it's Sweet. not a game jam; it's a pitching competition, I believe. Seattle awesome. indie game competition. Yeah, I'm super pumped. So I, I'm basically going to be burnt out completely by Sunday because it'll be you two all day Friday and then Power of Play all day it's Saturday. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. Don't yeah. let it get away. Get away. 
Whatever, man. I don't cry in my car while listening to that song. It's not a thing that happens ever. I'm Certainly. not judging you right now. So Good. before we end the show, can I plug two things very quickly? Absolutely. Um, first, I want to thank all our Rocket listeners. Um, I don't know what percentage of you were responsible for Kiva Bay's uh, feminist deck um, going over the top, but it did in just a few days um, yeah. with quite a lot of room to spare. There's still time to go, like, contribute to it and get in on this. It's a great cause. And you know, I will Gaiman because, yeah, go ahead. I mean, there yeah. was a story of a, an indie game Kickstarter today that ha- was funded and then someone pulled $7,000 of funding right before its oh, deadline. Oh, I saw yeah, that. I yeah. heard that. So, yeah, and terrible. considering yeah. the content of the deck, I would not necessarily yeah. trust... That it Absolutely. is completely funded. Absolutely. So, you know, go yeah, do, yeah. if you support it's, it. Yeah, fund it. It's I, I, totally, I, totally worth it. So, I mean, yeah. I, I funded, I, I gave my 30 bucks or whatever. So, I gave her yeah. 100. I gave her 100. So, yeah. yeah. Not a yeah. measuring but competition, the, Brie. Well, but, well, there's a comic book that's going to feature me in it that's coming along with it. So I felt like I awesome I to fund it. So, well, good for you then. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's one no, thing. No, but it's a great cause. I'm super excited about it. It really is. Um, the other thing is, and this is where we're going to take more of a, a serious turn. Um, guys, like, I have been in the middle of a, a firestorm for all year. And I, I think, like, we all know Gamergate is terrible. Um, but, you know, something I think you're seeing a lot of major feminist figures talk about more lately, um, including me, Catherine Cross, Randy Harper, is talking about there's some tendency going on with you know, people that I largely agree with um, where we're kind of seeing this mob culture kind of move from thing to thing that it's kind of upset about. Um, right. And it can sometimes be used for good, um, but it can sometimes be used for evil. So I did a piece of um, television recently um, it finally aired last night. This is on, um, you know, it's on uh, the CBC's The National. Um, it was a very, very, very professionally done piece of media on, like, mob outrage on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a complex subject. There's no, like, easy answer here. Like, it's all bad or it's all good. And they covered this important subject with a lot of nuance. Um, I do a lot of media, but this is something I'm really proud about. It's asking some really important questions. So mm-hmm. if you support the work that I do, um, I would really encourage you to go check this out. Because I think it's it's something that all of us that kind of work on these things need to think about. Yeah. So um, I just want to put that out there. That's Benjam making the internet a better place for yep. everyone. And also, yep. um, if you listen to our show and you like it and you haven't reviewed us on iTunes yet, oh my you gosh, should please. totally do that. Oh, even if you don't like us, even if you absolutely yeah, hate us, and for some us. reason now on episode 16 or whatever, you're still listening and you're like, oh, I just hate these you should review us on iTunes so you that should, we know and how it's you episode feel. 18 by the way 18 so, oh my god 18 i know you guys i've aged like, so well yeah wow <laughs> yeah, we're keeping only, it together we have a lot of listeners for only 18 yeah like, that's, i'm so proud that's of us amazing no our, our ratings have been fantastic yeah no but so. no but rate and review us even if you hate us yeah please do like, Christina, that drunken you know smoke <laughs> that that sexy minx yeah. free loud that, mouth 
<laughs> yeah, the, 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 that loudmouth um, uh, 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 sex dress. Yes, yeah. no, exactly. That's exactly how, go. as you know, a professional in the tech industry. <laughs> <laughs> we want to represent ourselves. So um, look, <laughs> look. It is yeah. when I say it, it's fine because I'm one of us. So yeah, it's true. It's fine. Totally. True. And, and I'm saying these in jest. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm saying We're that they would say here. we're we all are. friends here. This they're is like you're tuning into a girls' night out at the bar. It is it, a girls' night yeah. out, but we happen to be techie. That's and right. someday we will do our genuine girls' night out oh, podcasting from the bar. It. So, oh my god, it. you guys, it's gonna be amazing. So, and on yeah. that note, uh, where yeah. can we find you guys online, Brianna? Space Cat Gal. Wow. And Christina. <laughs> I don't know what that wow film. was about. Christina, what about you? I'm I'm film underscore girl. All right. <laughs> and what about you? I'm at Doom Quasar on the Twitter on the bird machine. <laughs> on the bird machine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Simone de Rochefort. <laughs> Terminated. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>